Good morning, NLH. Tashina, I couldn't help but sharing. Everything in my spirit wanted to share that. And it's as if it was blowing, I just sense like the Lord is saying, the victory, victorious one is here. The one who has fought the battle is here. The one who overcame is here. And so he doesn't want us to miss his presence this morning because we can be distracted in the midst of his presence. He wants us to know that he's here. Father, I feel left without words. I don't know where to start. And so, Lord, I, I, I will remain quiet and just experience you this morning. Yes, God. Let us be silent and just to concentrate on him and to hear that which he wants to say to us. He wants to say something to us. Listen. He wants to say something to you. Listen.
Good morning, NLH. Good morning, my sisters and brother. Good morning, those who have joined us and mixed along. Good morning. Lord, I thank you for your presence this morning. I thank you for leading us this morning. I thank you for coming to be with us this morning. I thank you for coming so that we can exalt you this morning. I thank you for taking up, Father God, being the most important person in the room this morning. I thank you for revealing to us this morning that there is none who can compare or is equal to you. I thank you for showing us that you still wear the belt of the undefeated champion. I thank you, Lord, that you are seated because you have done your work satisfactorily, above average with excellence. I thank you that your daughters and your sons this morning, God, are able to hear you even in the stillness, God. Cause our hearts, Father, to connect with you this morning. Calls deep to cry out to deep this morning. Cry out, cause our very atmosphere this morning to be charged with your presence. Cause our eyes to be on you. Cause us not to be distracted by the things that are happening around us but to focus our gaze on you. We worship you, undefeated champion. We glorify you, King of Kings. We magnify you, Lord of Lords. We come and we bow our hearts before you, the only creator, We come, Father, and we look to you, our Abba, Father, the one who loves unconditionally. We worship you this morning because there is none like you. There is none who can compare with you. There is no rival, no equal. None can contend with you. All our battles are won, especially those that we give to you. God calls us to trust you and to allow you to fight the battles this morning. Where there is sickness, God, you have won. Where there is death, God, you have won. Where there is financial problems, God, you have already won. Where there are relational issues, God, you have already won the battle. Oh God, is there anything too difficult for our God? And so, Father, this morning, I thank you that you chose us, Father to be a part of the kingdom of the one who overcame it all. God, we could be on the losing team. We could be on the team that is coming second or third. We could be on the silver team and the bronze team, but no, we are on the golden team. The team that always wins. 
And so, Father, I say thank you. Thank you for stepping in the ring and handing the, the trophy to us. Thank you for stepping in the ring and handing the keys to us. Thank you for stepping in the ring and declaring us winners and victor victors and overcomers and conquerors when we did not enter the ring. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Oh, we give you praise. Oh, we give you honor. Oh, we exalt your Father. We give you thanks. We give you worship. We adore you. We revere you this morning. We say welcome in our midst, Father. Not because you just came, but because we choose to acknowledge you at every step, every hour, every second, every minute. We choose to acknowledge your presence and we say welcome. We are in your presence. Fill us with your spirit. Empower us. Sustain us. In Jesus' name, amen. So good morning again, my sisters and brothers. This morning has been great. And now I understand why the Lord started out by telling his daughter that he's proud of them. He didn't wait until the end to say, I am proud. He came at the beginning and he said, Tashina, you weren't here, Rifa. He says, Tashina, lover and Rifa, I am proud of you. He knew that he, what he was going to do through you. He knew that your role this morning was very important. And like a proud daddy, he kept standing with his hands like this, saying to his daughters, I am proud of you. And one would have wondered, why would he have declared that he's proud before you guys got an opportunity to do what you, to play the role that you would have played this morning? But he knew in advance that he, you did not have to work for him to be proud. He was already proud. And so I just want to thank the Lord for being here with us this morning. The title of my message is turning the corner. The text that were read is not the norm for, for NLA, but I, I loved it. You know, I loved it because most times we read a one verse. But I love the fact this morning that all three verses were read. I love that, um, that, that slide, Tashina turning the corner because it is in a corner and i like the fact that you gave me at a 90 degree angle because you could have given me a 45 you gave me a 90 degree angle of turning which showed me how difficult it is to see around such a corner <laughs> thank you thank you so much for conveying what is in my heart Last week, I was praying and I saw, I'm going to call it a vision. Eh? I saw a vision of a corner. The corner just came up into my mind. It was like a bend, a corner. And that inspired the message this morning. So I had a, another topic, same scripture. But the Lord just started to show me and started to speak to me about the corner. Our text this morning that was read by Tashina, Laverne, and Rifa showed us the Israelites having crossed the Jordan River. 
and that from there they went up and camped at Gilgal, where they were instructed by the Lord to build a memorial. The memorial was built for, for various reasons, two of which was to remind the people of Israel that God drew, dried up the Jordan River and led them across the same way he did when he led them across the Red Sea or their ancestors across the Red Sea. The monument or the memorial was also to reveal the hand of the Lord and to demonstrate that his power is to be feared by the people of the earth. The Israelites did, as I said before, everything that the Lord has commanded them to do. And so at this stage of the game, they, at this stage of the journey, one would have assumed that they have done everything God told them to do. And now they are on the promised land. They have crossed the Jordan. Finally, they would have been home enjoying the promised milk and honey, the life of plenty and fertility, and, the life, and, a, and a life of relaxation. Finally, they would not no longer having to walk all those long journey, carrying things on their backs. They could now pitch their tent because they would be their home. But that was not their reality. Because as soon as they have crossed over, life changed. They were turning another corner. For some of us, God has promised many things. A business, a successful business, a, a spouse, a new job, kids, mortgage-free home, a new car, a new career. And you have done everything and you have sensed that you have crossed over. But life looks opposite to the promise. You may have gotten the husband, you may have gotten the business, but it is struggling. You may have gotten the job, but you don't like it. You may, you may find that you're getting old and you can't have the kids. You may, you, you may find that I have the house, but I can't pay the mortgage. I have the car, but something is wrong. It needs constantly to be fixed. You, you see the career change before you but the actual day-to-day -day experiences to make it possible seemed as if it is fleeting. You have the car, you can't make the payments. You are in pain instead of relaxation. You are in pain instead of enjoying the bliss, bliss that you expected from crossing over from obeying. And you may ask, is this the promised gift? Is this the car? Is this the house, God? Is this the job? Is this the business? Is this the spouse? My sisters and brothers, I'm here to tell you this morning that you are turning a corner. A corner is a critical moment and a place of transitioning in an unknown place. Nobody lives in a corner. Nobody goes and says, that's the place I want to hang out. I want to hang out in a corner. Actually, the corner is a dangerous place to park. It's a dangerous place to stop. It may even be a place of waiting because you may have been forced to stop moving. Corners were designed to slow you down, to cut away every area in your life where you would compromise and live to regret a mistake. It's a place of pain, a place where you observe things you would have missed if you were moving too fast. It is a place to learn and a place to heal. It is a place to be weakened so you can learn to depend on God instead of self. It's a place to develop faith in God. It's a place where the humility is grown. It's a place where you become patient. It's a place where you obey and a place where you develop the right attitude. Life looks different around a corner. 
everyone, including you and I, prefers to drive on the street road where visibility is clear and you are in control. A corner comes either before a long street, a short street, or directly before another corner, which requires another turn either to the left or to the right. And as I prepared, I thought about Mount Russell, coming around Mount Russell, the corner, coming out of Uatan, going into Monique, is that transitional place of leaving St. Catherine to St. Anne. I had to call Sister Tashina to clarify. I didn't want to pass on false information. Some corners are sharp. Some are smooth and gradual. Some are blind because you literally cannot see anything around it. But despite the corner, it is important that we learn how to navigate each one proficiently to move ahead successfully. For each type of corner, there is a different technique required. How and when to steer. Do I turn let my, my steering left? Do I turn it right? Do I adjust my driving speed? Do I accelerate? Do I decelerate? Do I, do I, when do I brake? When do I maintain speed? The Israelites had been around many corners before, just like you and I. We have been around many corners. If you are old as I am or younger, you have been around many corners. But this corner for them was different. It was a corner where the, their flesh was cutting away, was being cut away, and it was painful. They have encountered many corners in the journey. They have learned to walk and to be fed with manna, learning to eat something that they have never had before. That was a corner. They have learned to walk in clothes and shoes that they may not have changed the way they would have changed when they were living in Egypt. That was a corner. They may have learned to live and to sleep out in the open air and to see the stars at night. That was a corner. And this corner, their actual flesh was being cut. It, this corner was designed to slow them down and to get them ready for transitioning to the next phase of the journey. That's what corners do. Corners take you off one road and puts you on another. They were about to be circumcised as God has instructed Joshua to do. This new generation did not know what circumcision was. They were born at a time after the older generation was circumcised. But those who were circumcised before had died in the wilderness because of their disobedience and unbelief. And God was going to cut away the foreskin of this new generation. So as an act of consecration to him, because he was calling them to die to self and live to him. Military speaking, circumcision at that time did not make any sense at all because it would leave them weak and vulnerable to the enemy's attack. If they, were going, if they were to go into battle to possess the land, they would be weak and the enemies could attack them anytime, making them unable to inherit or possess the promised land. But God knew the timing God knew the timing. It's like when you're driving and you have to know the timing of when to turn. You see the traffic coming down, but you have to know when to turn. You have to know the timing. God knew the timing. God knew the best time to circumcise the Israelites was at the time where the enemies, where the Amorites and the Canaanites kings were afraid because they heard how God dried up the Jordan River 
and brought his people across. And God is saying to you and I this morning, I know the best time to take you around a corner. I know the best time to take you or to cause you to turn a corner. Another thing I learned from this, from this, from this text is that you can't rush the corner. Persons become fearful around the corner. You're driving around, especially that Mount Russell. I remember driving around Mount Russell and I drove a, a pickup. And it was a standard because I wanted a standard. But going around Mount Russell on a standard was not, was a beast. It was not for the lighthearted or the faint-hearted. You had to know when to gear down and you had to know to gear up and you had to know how to, to transition with your clutch and your brake and your gas at the same time and to know what to do when. So that you know, because if you run back on Russell, you're in problems. You had to know going around Montrasa that there's a possibility that there could be a boulder coming down. There could be traffic around the corner. There could be a, a parked disabled car around the corner. There could be an accident around the corner. And those who are coming up behind you who are, who are impatient and irrational, maybe tooting the horns behind you. Move, move faster, move faster. But you can't rush the corner. You can't rush around the corner. You have to know. You have to move slowly so that you will be aware of what is, could be happening around the corner. So how does one properly navigate the corner? The place where you do not know what to expect. Tashina, you gave me something this morning and I turned it into my number one. You said, faith it until you feel it. She didn't say fake it. She said, faith it. Trust God around the corner until you are at the, even when you're at the place to properly or to clearly see what's happening. Trust him around the corner that he knows what lies around your corner. Trust him that the situation that you're in right now is going to be worked out because this too, he knew in advance that this is the best time for this corner. Trust God in this time in your life when you're going around the corner. Spiritually, it's a time where you learn to hear God more because you cannot move ahead because you cannot see. Your vision is impaired. Poor visibility. Your thought life is messed up because you had a plan and the plan is not operating. The Israelites would have assumed that now that we have crossed the Jordan, we are home. It's time to relax. It's time to rest after 40 years of walking in the wilderness. But God is saying, no, this is the time for me to go and take you around another corner. Meditation helps when you're going around the corner and you cannot see. Meditate on the word of God day and night so that you will be, be able to understand and to sense God's leading. You be careful to do, um, Joshua was told to do, to do what is required of him to make him prosperous and successful. Practicing fasting is necessary around the corner. Because you say to your body, you do not control me. You do not dictate what I do, when I do, where I go. I am yielding to the one who knows every corner. Practicing the discipline at this time cause you to fate it until you feel it. 
anticipate my next point, the unexpected. Be recovery ready. Be adaptable. Because when you turn that corner, there could be a car parked, disabled car park. There could be an accident. There could be a boulder. There could be fog. There could be a, a slip. The road could become slippery. But when you are anticipating the unexpected, you are moving at a pace, waiting, being ready for any eventuality. Being recovery ready is being like a tennis ball. Any hard surface that you knock a tennis ball on is going to rebound. It was designed that way. It's not going to stay down unless it is punctured. Be recovery ready like a beach ball. When pushed down, no matter in water, it is going to surface somewhere else because it is designed to float. Anticipating the unexpected in this in the, in the season of your life says to, says to you, I am preparing myself for anything that could come. Because I know that at the end of the day, the outcome is the Lord's. He has no rival. We sang it this morning. He has no equal. He tells us who we are, not our circumstances or, how, or, or what we have, or material resources. Anticipate that what anything that can happen in this season of your life having crossed over. We do not know what lies ahead. But the undefeated champion knows. We sang this morning that he's a conqueror and he's victorious. We sang this morning how great he is. We sang this morning about everything, about how he wins the battle. And he has never lost the battle. And he never will. He never will. So while you're navigating around a corner, remember that whether it is sickness, whether it is the job, whether it is the spouse, whether it is the mortgage, the car, the rent, whatever, he has never lost a battle. And he never will. And as I'm telling you that I'm also encouraging myself because I'm sensing I'm going to be going around a corner. The next point in, 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 in going around, in, in, in take turning the corner is to negotiate the corner with caution. Don't middle the road. Don't drive too close to the, to the rocks because you're afraid. Stay in your lane. Don't be hurrying to leave the corner to get to the street. So you're speeding up. No. Slow down. You may just skid. It is while turning the corner in Joshua 5.9 that God rolled away the reproach, the reproach or the ridicule of Egypt from them. You notice? He never told them that having crossed, okay, I am rolling away. No, no. He waited for them to be circumcised. Seven days of pain. Intense pain. God was cutting away something that they have lived with for years. For some, it may have been as much as 40 years, 60 years. Because it's only Joshua and Caleb would have been circumcised before. Everybody else were, were, were born in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the in the in the wilderness or were too young at the time when they were being circumcised. The scripture tells us. God had God rolled away the reproach and the ridicule of the Israelites while they were turning the corner. What it, what it meant, it meant it rid, he rid them of their shame that they went through in Egypt. And as you and I negotiate the corner with caution, watch God remove your shame. Watch God remove your pain. 
Watch God deal with your sickness, sickness, because he fights the battle, as Tashina says, he comes out bloody and he hands to us the trophy. You and said you have won. Watch him. Not only was their shame, shame rolled away, but God enabled them to celebrate the Passover. They could never have celebrated the Passover without being circ uncircumcised. Exodus 12, 49, 47 to 49. After you negotiate this turn, you'll be able to do things that you were unable to do before. The things you'd worry about, you stop worrying because guess what? I see that my God has never lost a battle and he never will. After you negotiate this turn, you'll, you'll be able to eat some of the produce of the land because all they were eating before was manna. Now the scripture tells us that they were able to eat of the produce of the land. It says the day after the Passover, that very day, they ate, Joshua 5 verse 11, they ate some of the produce of the land because the manna had stopped. This was a short corner. But it was a corner that enabled them to be ready to take Jericho. They were not ready to be instructed. They were not ready because they were not set apart and consecrated to God as yet. They were not ready because they did not know how to move and to respond to a corner the way God wanted them to learn. Jericho's experience was going to be different from what they have ever experienced before. They're going to learn to march around for seven days, waiting to be instructed when to shout. You and I are going around a corner. Or maybe going around a corner. Let me change that. Or, but NLH, I know as a church, is turning a corner. By the nature of us being five years old, we are turning a corner. God is calling us to do things we have never done before. But guess what? Jericho is in view. Jericho is in view. While you navigate your corner, remember Jericho is in view. As you navigate your corner, whether it is be a job or it is your mortgage or it is your car or it is your career, Jericho is in view. So it is important how you negotiate the corner with caution. It is important how you anticipate the unexpected. It is important how you fate it until you feel it. You cannot rush around the corner. All of us want to get to that next place. All of us want to get to Jericho. But there is a strategy for Jericho. There is a strategy for AI. And you'll see that as you continue to read. And God knows that you and I need to be prepared to possess. And he prepares us by turning the corner. Yes, God, I thought life would have been different, God. Yes, God, I have obeyed you. Yes, God, I have done this your way. Yes, God, I gave up my rights. I gave up my desires. I gave up my dreams to take on what you desire for me. But why am I in pain? Why am I bleeding and in pain? Why am I not enjoying the fruit of the land as you have promised? Why am I not pitching a tent or building a home as you have promised me for the promised land? Why is the doors 
seeming as if they're open yet seems closed because nothing is happening. You are turning a corner. And so my sisters and my brothers, I pray that as you negotiate this corner, that you won't be in a hurry to get out of the corner. Take it slow. Move at the pace to go around a corner. Here in the United States, I see they tend to have corners 25 miles per hour. 30 miles per hour. And they have arrows showing you that, they, that the corner is deep. For some corners, you literally have to come to a standstill. That, that corner that Tashina showed us. You, for a 90 degree corner, you have to come to a standstill before you can turn left or can turn right. You have to stop. So as you are at the turning, turning the corner in your life, do not be in a hurry to go to Jericho. There are things necessary to do before Jericho is attainable. And it may even sound confusing. Why? Why? Why is it so hard and difficult? Remember, he has never lost a battle. Therefore, you will never lose yours. He has never lost a battle. Therefore, he will never lose yours. God is saying to us this morning, as we negotiate the corner, the, it may be foggy and you cannot see clearly because depending on where you are, if you're going through that, you are tan man, that fog. Go slowly. Don't, don't be going in a hurry. Take it slowly. It's dangerous to go around a corner in a hurry. Take it slowly. Learn what needs to be learned. Heal where you need to be healed. Observe what you need to observe. Because there are things you can see moving slowly that you can't see going driving fast. God has never lost a battle. And he will never lose yours. Slow down. Slow down. The promises that God made, he's going to fulfill. Every promise that he makes, he fulfills. He's not a God that lies or goes back on his word. If he promises you the promised land, the promised land is yours. And he knows the timing he knows the timing. He knows what you need and when you need it. He knows where he, where he needs to cut away the flesh. He has to cut away the flesh sometimes because our way of doing things are not his ways of doing things. And he has to cut away the pain, the, the flesh which leaves us, which leaves us in pain. Bleeding and in pain. But remember, even then, he has never lost a battle. And he never will. So my sisters and brothers, this morning, this is what I think the Lord is saying to us. You're either turning a corner, going to turn a corner, or just coming from a corner. Notice, there's a long straight that you can have a long, long days and months and years of driving without a corner. But for some of us, there's one corner after the next, a winding road. Some, it's a very short distance before you encounter another corner. And you may feel as if life Oh my God, it's like life, life. It never stops, people will say. One thing after the other. But our God knows every corner. 
He knows where the boulders are coming. He knows where the disabled vehicles are. He knows where there's traffic. He knows when you are to gear down if you drive standard. He knows when you are to turn on your headlight because it's foggy. He knows how to make your poor visibility clear. He knows because he has never lost a battle and he will never lose yours. He comes to our condition and to our situation with so much knowledge and wisdom. And he comes to change our thinking, as my mother said, to change our living. Because when you navigate these corners with him, you realize that, oh God, he navigates them well. You have persons who drive around a corner that they have you holding on because you feel as if they are going to go over the cliff. But that's not it with our God. He knows when to turn left, when to turn right. He knows. And the funny thing about it, he doesn't swerve. He doesn't swerve. He will never make a sudden swerve because he knows the journey. He knows the corners. He knows the journey. He knows the corner. You and I swerve because we do not know the road. So we overestimate. And then we have to make a big swerve to come back. He never will. He knows every inch of the journey, what it entails. Because he has never lost a battle before. And he never will lose yours. So my sisters and brothers, as you navigate the corners of life, which we are going, going to, remember, our God knows the corners. He knows every corner, Tashina, Rifa, Laverne, Karen, Tamar, Anne. He knows every corner, Angela, Onika, Carmelita, Lucy, Marlon. He knows every corner. Karen, Ava, he knows every corner. And so, Father, I thank you for giving us that confidence, God, this morning. That in on this journey where some of us are disappointed, on this journey where some of us are looking for more than what their current situation is, on this journey, Lord God, where we have not been able to meet the demands of our life. On this journey, Father God, where our life is changed because the truth is the corner looks different than the street. And we are, we are accustomed to seeing the street. We're accustomed to be able to glance onto the left and to the right. We're accustomed to move at our speed. We're accustomed, Father God, to be just moving and accelerating and just going fast, 75 miles an hour. But the corners, God, dictate that we slow down. It dictates dictate that we stop. It dictates that we observe our surroundings to see where the boulders are. It, it dictates, Father God, that we cut our speed. It dictates, Father God, that even the way we hold the steering is dictated for us. It dictates, Father God, when to turn, when to fully turn, when to release. And God, in those situations, we are uncomfortable. But God, we thank you that you have never called us to do this alone. You have turned the corners with us. God, the future look bleak. The truth is, if life continues the way it is, we do not know how we're going to how we're going to survive. But thank you, God, that Jericho is in view. Jericho is in view, making this corner necessary. And so, Father, I thank you. And I bless your name this morning. I thank you. And I bless your name, Father, because there are some God who do not know you this morning and are unable to take a corner. There are some, Father God, who do not know you have yet to call you Lord and Savior and do not know how to negotiate a corner. But Father, I thank you that your presence this morning makes a difference. 
that God, that once we say and we accept you as our Lord and Savior by confessing with our mouth that you are our Lord, God, the corner changes. The impact of the corner changes. The outlook towards a corner changes because you come to show us that you know how to navigate the corners. Father, there are some of us still who, who know you, but the corners are new. God, I have never taken this corner before. And I'm afraid. I am afraid, God, of what this new corner entails. I'm afraid, God, because I've been on this corner for too long and nothing is changing. I am moving at snail pace and I'm not seeing any change. And you say to your daughters and your son, sons who are at that corner, you say to them, I know the corner. Rest and relax in me. All that I have promised you, you will get because Jericho is in view. And so, Father, I thank you this morning and I give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.